My name is Samantha Lewis, and I'm here today to introduce our podcast on something a little different. Our podcast host is Barry Render, and our guest is Andy Johnson, Associate Lecturer of Supply Chain and Operations Management at University of Central Florida. Barry and Andy are going to be discussing the values of the Pearson OM Sims offered in MyLab OM. First of all, thank you, Samantha, and thank you very much, Dr. Johnson, for joining us today. Um, before we start, I have a whole bunch of questions about the simulations that we're offering with our book. Can you give me a little bit of your background so I, our, our listeners can know a little bit about you? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Bob, Sam, and Barry for having me on as well. Um, I, earlier on in my, uh, in my professional life, I served in the United States Air Force on active duty for 20 years. Um, I was in the petroleum supply chain career field. Um, I ended up retiring from the Air Force in 2007. Um, after retirement, I did a couple things. Uh, and then I went back to school. Uh, so I attended Rutgers University uh, and received my PhD in supply chain and marketing sciences uh, in 2015. And I have been teaching here at the University of Central Florida uh, since 2017, for se so for seven years. You have actually have a great background, Andy. I, I want our listeners to know you spent 20 years in the Air Force. Your wife spent 20 years in the Air Force. Two of your daughters have spent a total of, I think, 35 years in the Air Force. And I think all of us want to thank you for your service to the country and commend what your whole family has given to the United States. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. So you've been teaching at UCF for about seven years. UCF is one of the largest colleges in the country. There are over 70,000 students. And you have roughly 1,000 students in your supply chain course every semester. So how do you handle that, Andy? All of the content or all the material is all online. Uh, but what will happen is, is I will meet with all 1,000 students five times throughout the semester during these sessions. What I've done um, specifically with these simulations is I've created paper versions of the simulations that we're going to be discussing here in a little bit. Um, and, and, and we do those in the form of uh, as far as hands-on activities in class. And it's designed to prepare them to do well with they do these simulations individually. So I know that's quite a change from most people who are teaching very large sections like you have are doing it totally online, but you're actually meeting with each of your students, I think in groups of 200 uh, each week and, and actually uh, getting hands-on learning. What do you see as the benefits of the simulation in that atmosphere? You know, where, where else can you go and actually physically work and see these, you know, a thousand students um, eye to eye five times during a semester. So I think it's pretty amazing. I think the engagement piece is what means a lot to the students, but it also means a great deal for us. So let's talk about the simulations. What do you view as the major benefits of using the sims, which is how you structure your course, basically? Sure. Um, well, uh, you know, the benefits of really any simulation, uh, uh, it's, it provides a, a really practical and hands-on approach uh, to learning. Uh, this is going to allow students to apply the things that they've learned or the concepts that they've learned in the classroom uh, and be able to, to apply those to world world, uh, world, world scenarios. Um, and by doing that, that actually enhances their understanding and being able to retain the, uh, you know, as far as the material a lot better. Uh, another way is that it's 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 way more engaging than this your traditional lectures. Um, they you know it it actively encourages participation and it makes these complex concepts uh, as far as the the um, uh, uh, you know as far as the formulas and the things they learn. It makes them you know as far as a lot more understandable. 
Um, another way is, 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 you know, is by critical thinking. Uh, it, it presents students with these real world problems and scenarios that companies uh, would typically face. Um, and these simulations foster that critical thinking and problem solving skills that they learn in the classroom. Um, another way is that students can experiment uh, with these different strategies um, in a very safe um, environment. So they can go through and they can fail these simulations, but they're learning as they go and there's not really dire consequences in failing these. It's almost encouraged, at least in the beginning, to fail you know, as you progress because it's going to help you understand as far as what to do and how to do it better. And lastly, it's going to provide that immediate feedback. Uh, uh, you know, as far as once the simulation is completed, it provides like a debrief at the end. Uh, and what that does, it's going to help students understand uh, the impact of the decisions that they made during that simulation run. And then they can reflect on ways that they can improve on the next one. That's a great answer, uh, Andy. Uh, let me uh, ask you to give me a one-minute profile on each of the five simulations. Can you give a real quick overview of each of these? Sure. Um, so for the forecasting, the background of that simulation is that they've taken up the role of, a, of like an operations consultant um, and what their responsibility is to provide uh, a forecast for three grades of product that this gas station has. So it, it, it has your typical three types of gas. It has regular, mid-grade and premium. Um, and they're going to need to provide um, these accurate forecasts of that customer demand at the beginning of each month for two years. Uh, so the performance is going to be based on the collective mean average percent error or MAPE of these three types of gas. And the final MAPE value should be less than 25%. So that's the overall objective of the forecasting simulation is to be is to have a MAPE that's below 25%. Okay, well, what do you see as the main lesson that the students get when they do this particular forecasting sim? Um, what they what they gather from this is 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 the value of combining quantitative techniques with qualitative techniques. So what I mean by that, so in class, uh, the activities that we do is I have them calculate all right, the naive, moving average, exponential smoothing, and seasonality. So that's the quantitative piece. But what's really cool about the simulation for the forecasting simulation, it also provides a qualitative uh, piece to this as well. So in the form of market conditions relating to the price of crude oil per barrel, weather conditions and other scenarios that they're that's going to occur during their simulation run. All right, uh, let's turn to Chapter 12, the inventory simulation. Inventory is probably the most widely taught chapter in our text. What's the background on that particular model? All right, so the student is going to play the part of a store manager um, at a local large electronics retail chain. Uh, there's a new version of this popular product that's going to be coming out uh, as far as an upcoming year. It's going to be their job to sell as many of this product as, you know, as they can while minimizing uh, those costs in order to maximize the store's profit. So there is going to be an objective that you need to uh, at least earn a million dollars in store profits. Okay, and how does that one add value? It helps them to understand the, the basic principles of inventory management is how much to order, when to order, and not stock out. So how much to order we go through in class. Uh, we use the economic order quantity to do that. I show them, I define it. I show them how to calculate it. Uh, knowing when to order is from the reorder point. I, again, define that, show and understand. You know, I show them how to calculate that as well. Um, and then I, I, I relay the importance of lead time and how important lead time is and how it's tied to reorder point. And overall, the objective is to they need to have enough product in inventory during that ordering period 
uh, uh, to be able to meet that daily demand. Great. Let's go to chapter three, project management. The background on that simulation? All right. So here, um, the users, uh, you know, as far as act as a general contractor for a high-end private residence construction job, uh, they're going to manage teams of subcontractors who are going to work on different aspects or activities as far as a building a house, from plumbing and electrical to drywall and landscaping. Uh, uh, the homeowners want to be in their house in four months, so they have 125 days to do this job. Uh, so it's going to be their job to make sure those daily operations at the building site are running smoothly and that the house is completed on time and within budget. And the lessons students are learning from this simulation? Um, first and foremost is that showing them how to accomplish a task that's going to be under budget and within a deadline. And it also shows them as far as what the basic principles of project management are, as what activities are required, how long is each activity going to take, and what are the costs associated with that. Um, so one of the things that I, uh, uh, as far as impress upon them and the things that they do in the class is that they actually perform the forward pass, backward pass, and that gives them that slack time, that very important slack time. That slack time is going to show what activities are on the critical path and then also choosing uh, as far as the appropriate um, contractors. And it also helps them understand the impacts of these unplanned events. So during the simulation, they're going to get hit with uh, uh, um, as far as hurricanes or weather conditions or things not meeting as far as inspection standards. So there's going to be delays and it really shows them how to handle that as you progress throughout the network. Great. Uh, chapter six, quality management simulation. What's the right, background? So, yep. Uh, so for this one, the student is the manager of a, an Italian restaurant. Uh, they're going to manage a full service staff and work closely with the chef and the restaurant owner to ensure that they're, uh, uh, as far as the restaurant is providing a high quality experience for the customers. Uh, so it's going to be their job to make sure that those daily operations are running smoothly and that the investments that they make throughout the simulation, uh, hopefully they're there to improve or maintain quality, which is going to provide a return that exceeds the cost. So the objective here is to uh, uh, be as far as make $360,000. But as they progress through the simulation, uh, they're going to start to receive these Yelp-like reviews from these restaurant goers. Um, so here they will need to make decisions based off of those reviews. Some are going to be good. Some are going to be bad as how much to invest in fixing those potential problems. And what are the, the value? What do the students see as a value in this? So what I like about this particular simulation, you know, just in general, quality management is such a broad topic. Um, right. but what the simulation focuses on solely is the cost of quality. So what the students gather or take from this is that now they know that cost of quality is, is, is much more than cost, all right? So they know that poor quality is gonna impact customers, it's gonna damage um, as far as the reputation or the brand of that restaurant, and then it's gonna directly impact the, um, as, far as, as far as the activities that the managers now have to do where they're fixing all of these issues where they should be doing something else. Good, and, and finally, um, we have in our supplement to chapter 11, which we call supply chain management analytics, we have a model for selecting suppliers, and that's our last simulation. You want to just give us a quick description of how that works? Sure. Um, so for this simulation, the participant is a new supply chain analyst at this uh, manufacturing company. Uh, another company has placed a very large order of a certain product with the company. It's their job to determine the best set of suppliers to minimize uh, procurement costs as well as deliver this product on time, because every quarter they're going to have a deliverable that they have to meet. So this 
uh, as far as simulation has a dual objective with it. You have to be below a million dollars as well as being able to deliver 25,000 of this product on time. And the uh, teaching lesson from this? is choosing the right suppliers for the product. Right. Uh, this I, I can't impress upon them enough and how important this process is for many companies that deal with suppliers or that need suppliers. Um, so they understand that not every choice is gonna be based off of cost. So not the lowest bidder doesn't always win. Um, so quality uh, you know, of a supplier is gonna play a significant role. So they're gonna have uh, a selection of suppliers for each of these uh, stock keeping units. Uh, and they have to choose. Some suppliers are going to be uh, poor and some suppliers are going to be great. So they're going to be able to see if they choose the good suppliers, then they're going to have less delays or less issues. If they choose bad suppliers, then that is going to increase, which is obviously um, it's it's going to go against as far as their objective and they're not going to be able to meet that dual objective. Andy, you did a fantastic job of summarizing the simulations for our listeners. That was great. I guess my last question for you is what kind of feedback are you getting from the students? Uh, overall, very positive. The students absolutely love these simulations. Uh, they they do. love using the simulations uh, uh, really because it provides them the opportunity uh, to apply what they've learned during the semester uh, in a very practical and very hands-on way. Again, all of those benefits that I mentioned earlier, that all applies to as far as the students that have taken this class and have used these simulations. They see the benefits of everything that we talked about. Andy, thanks again for joining us today. It was great to have you on the podcast. Have Absolutely. Good- Thank you so much for having me.